all love to receive an encouraging note from a friend. And on one page of the New Testament, we find a very personal letter from Paul to Philemon. This brief note to a friend is full of doctrinal truth and practical help for us all. Open your Bible and your heart today as we come to the book of Philemon. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we study God's Word together. I don't know about you, but I've had such a good time in the book of Philemon in these studies. Just a good time thinking about the grace of God. It has refreshed my heart. And uh, we've been looking at what the love of God did for Onesimus and what the love of God enabled to transpire between Philemon and Onesimus. Uh, let's review just a moment. We're coming to the, the last part of our list today. Now, what did the love of God accomplish? Well, in verse 10, a slave became a son. In verse 11, an unprofitable man became a profitable man. In verses 12 through 14, a runaway was received. In verse 15, a man who had departed for a season was saved forever. In verse 16, a servant became a brother. In verse 17, a man known by his sin was now known by someone else's righteousness. And now we come to verse 18 and 19. A man in debt now lives on credit. Listen to verse 18 and 19. Paul said, If he hath wronged thee, or oweth thee aught, put that on mine account. I, Paul, have written it with mine own hand. I will repay it, albeit I do not say to thee how thou owest unto me even thine own self besides. Some people believe that Paul had been instrumental in Philemon's salvation, or at the very least in his spiritual development. And so it was as if Philemon owed Paul, and Paul's calling on that favor. On a human level, he's saying, you, you owe me. You owe me your own self. But he's appealing to a greater, a greater motive, remember, for love's sake. And he's saying to him, this man, this servant, is coming home a different man, a changed man. If he's done you wrong, if he stole from you and owes you, just put that on my account. Paul said, I will repay it. Do you remember in our last study, we talked about something that is referred to as imputation, the doctrine of imputation. Basically what it means is Christ took all of our sin, we take all of his salvation. Do you remember on the cross when the Lord Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Well, on this side of the cross, we know the answer. Christ was forsaken so we could be reconciled. Christ took our darkness so we could take light. He took death so we could take life. Christ took all of our iniquities and transgressions so we could take all of his sinlessness and righteousness onto our account. Isn't that amazing? That's what it means for one person's record to be imputed to another. Somebody said, that doesn't sound fair. I mean, we, we traded accounts. That doesn't sound fair. No, it's not fair. It's called mercy. That's what it is. And so Paul is saying to Philemon, this man no doubt is a debtor to you. But instead of him living, trying to pay off that debt that he probably could never pay off, I want him to live on my credit. All of my debt was put on Christ's account on the cross. And on that cross, Jesus Christ paid my debt in full. In fact, I mentioned one of the quotes from the cross a moment ago, but do you know the last one? Christ cries from the cross, it is 
finished. The word that Jesus cried from the cross is the word to Telestai. That word in Jesus' day was a very common word. It was a merchant term, and everybody standing around the cross that heard him say it is finished would have recognized the word that he used as a business term. It was used by a shopkeeper in that day when someone came in to pay a bill, something that was on their account, a running tab, if you will, and they came in and they paid it in full. I'm told, the historians say, that they would have stamped that bill with a word. And the word used would have been to talistite, literally paid in full. Let that sink in just a moment. When Jesus cried to talistite, that was not the victim's cry. That was the victor's cry. That was not a sad sound. That was the sound of conquest. When Jesus said, it is finished, he wasn't saying he was finished. What is finished? The work of redemption, the price being paid. When he said it is finished, he was literally crying from the cross, paid in full. And may I say to you, that when the Lord Jesus Christ paid your sin debt in full, he made it possible so that instead of you living as a debtor all of your life, you could live on his credit. You see, best I can tell, there's only two ways that a bill can be paid. You either have to pay it yourself or you have to have credit. And I want to tell you, if you reject Jesus uh, and go to hell, it will be all eternity paying for your own sin. You could never pay for your sin debt, not on your own. And so what did Jesus do? Jesus made a way so he paid it in full, and you can have salvation in his credit, on his good name, written with his own hand, written in blood, your sin debt paid in full. In fact, I think this is interesting. If you look at Philemon 18 and Philemon 19, there's a contrast here. In verse 18, he says, if he owes you aught, if he owes you anything. What is that? That's the debt of sin. In verse 19, he has a little play on words. He says to Philemon, you owe me your own self. What's that? That's the debt of love. There's a great contrast here between the debt of sin and the debt of love. I no longer owe my debt of sin. Why? Because Jesus paid it in full. I'm living on his credit now. I'll tell you what I do have. I have a debt of love. I tell you, because I've received the good grace of God, I owe. I think that's what Paul meant when he said, I am debtor. In other words, I've received the grace of God, the love of God, the mercy and forgiveness of God. I owe it to the Lord and to others to share that, to pass it on. All of my demerit was taken by Christ, and all of his merit has been taken into my life. I'm living on credit today, friends. And by the way, it's really good credit. Somebody said, what's your credit score? Well, spiritually speaking, my credit score is Jesus' credit score, and it's perfect. It's never had one blot because he is the sinless son of the living God. And I'll remind you again of that verse in Colossians 4, verse 9, where the Bible refers to this man Onesimus uh, not as an unfaithful man, but as a faithful man, and not as a slave, but as a brother beloved. Isn't that beautiful? This is the reality of every believer. This is the heart of God. And this is the message the whole world needs, that the love of God changes everything, that the good grace of God brings a transformation that nothing else can bring and no one else can do it for you, only Jesus Christ. So let's make some application of these things. If all these things are true, if this is what the love of God and the gospel does in a person's life, then first of all, I would say to you, believe it. Believe it for yourself. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. 
Uh, friend, you are Onesimus. You are Onesimus. And by God's grace today, you need to put your faith in Christ and receive his salvation. You may say, well, you don't know what I've done. It doesn't matter because it's not on what you can do or haven't done. It's on what Christ has done. Look to Christ and be saved today. Then not only should you believe it, you need to share it. You're not only Onesimus, you're Paul. Uh, teach it, tell it, give the good news. And then you not only to believe the love of God and share the love of God, but you need to practice the love of God today. You see, we're not only Onesimus and Paul, we're Philemon. You're going to be called on today to forgive somebody, uh, to reconcile, to restore, to get over something, to stop bringing it up. You see, if you want to be like the Lord Jesus Christ, then you must learn to forgive as he forgives and move forward. Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. For Christ's sake, for love's sake, grace and mercy is given. Thank you for listening. This inspired letter has so much truth for each of us. Ask the Lord to help you live the grace of God and share it with someone else today. Perhaps you could even write a note to a friend and encourage them to keep following Jesus. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org for many more resources and invite someone else to join you as we study together. Until next time, may God richly bless you.